My name is John Omerchada, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. Two episodes. Let's shoot for a third. Or maybe even a fourth. So, it wasn't this past weekend. The weekend before. Yeah, it was a good day. Michigan beats Nebraska. That was a, a nail-biter. I've got a cousin from uh, Omaha, and... Um, he uh, obviously roots for Nebraska, uh, but when they're not playing, roots for Michigan, which is cool, and vice versa. I like Nebraska. I wish Nebraska was back to being a powerhouse like they used to. Uh, funny, funny, fun fact: uh, Michigan and Nebraska, when they both won the national championship, shared it back in '97, I think it was. It's either '97, '98, which in the same year the Detroit Red, Red Wings. Red Wings won the uh, Stanley Cup for the first time in a while. They had been uh, they had not been doing so great for a bit with uh, Stevie Y, Steve Eiserman, the captain. Excuse me. So that was um, that was some history. But anyway, so uh, a couple weekends ago, Nebraska beats. I'm sorry, Michigan. Uh, mm, ha! Michigan beat Nebraska. Awesome. And then they had a bye week this past weekend. Uh, where Michigan State beats, who did they beat? They beat somebody. And now they're 7-0, and and they go into their bye week for this weekend. Michigan's playing Northwestern, and they should win. They should dominate, which will set up the first time that Michigan and Michigan State have played each other undefeated, top 10, in quite some time, if ever. So this will be an interesting game. Michigan should beat them. Um, but I thought they should have beat them last year, too. So I'm still going to uh, approach it from the standpoint of probably going to lose. <laughs> I'm going to go in negative. Uh, let's see if I'll be pleasantly surprised. I don't want to be let down, but I will be supporting them. Uh, and that's just entertainment. This is a very light episode. It's all entertainment. So, um, and it's, I, I feel like as long as you understand it as such, you don't get immersed into it. It's not like a worship because if you think about it, that's kind of what we do. I mean, how much time do you spend, uh, for those of who, for those of you that are believers, um, how much time do you spend worshiping God and then turn around and see how much time you spend worshiping entertainment? I shouldn't say it like that. That's not really what it is, but being entertained by entertainment, Right. Do you spend four hours a weekend with God or an hour? You know, do you spend 15 minutes to a half hour reading the Bible every day? All right, cool. How much time do you spend every day playing video games or whatever it may be? See what I mean? How much time is is spent on God and how much time is spent on, on entertainment? But I believe is, and I'm not trying to shit on you because listen, I do that. I play video games. I watch Michigan football. Uh, but I approach it from a much different standpoint than I used to. I approach it from the standpoint that it does not matter. It doesn't. You can't get your emotions involved in somebody else doing something and, and stuff like that in terms of, of sporting events and, and entertainment. Because it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It really doesn't. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't help people out other than the people who are participating and maybe people who are betting on it. But outside of that, it's it's not a... a, a, a it's not something that affects any real change that is needed. It's not gonna. It's not gonna bring the gas prices down, right? 
playing video 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 games the same or going to a concert or whatever it may be. It's not going to bring the, the tax prices down. Actually, a concert may. There's been some, some entertainers who have made some positive change at one point or another. Not a lot. Not a lot. Um, but anyway, all of that being said, why am I talking? I've spent four or five minutes talking about this. Um, but no, I think that I, I'm not trying to shit on you. Like I said, I do the same thing. Um, but I think it's as long as you're approaching it from that, from an angle similar to that or, or in, in the same ballpark as that, to use a sporting pun. Um, you know, it doesn't matter and it's simply entertainment and you're not getting too involved. I think that's okay. Um, so that all being said, also what happened on that same night, it was a good day. Uh, Tyson Fury knocked out Deontay Wilder. It wasn't a TKO. It was a knockout. Wow, what a fight. Um, I believe that Tyson Fury is the greatest heavyweight of all time. That includes Muhammad Ali, George Foreman, all the rest of them. Even Joe Lewis. And, I'm sorry, not Joe Lewis. Uh, Rocky Marciano, who was one of the very few um, heavyweights that retired undefeated. Uh, and I think that was back in, in the day when heavyweights was like 180, 190 or something like that. Tyson Fury's 277 pounds, dude. He is a mountain of a man. Uh, now, you wouldn't look, you wouldn't think that when you look at him. When you look at him and you look at, and this is what's funny because it's been, it's been talked about. Uh, it went all the way into the, was it the 11th or the 12th round? I think it went to the 11th round. And uh, wow, what a fight, dude. It was a slugfest. And this is the thing. Deontay Wilder is known as having the hardest punch in boxing. Uh, he calls himself the Browns bomber uh, because he was undefeated prior to Tyson Fury. And a little backstory on some of these guys. Deontay, Deontay Wilder, is I think he'd only ever lost one match, but it didn't count towards his pro, pro record because it was in the Olympics. And he got knocked out. Some guy knocked him out. I don't know. It was, it was a knockout for sure. But then um, he came back. And, I mean, he had a professional record of, I don't know, it was quite a few. What was it? Their 40s? Well, I think he was in his 40s with the overwhelming majority coming of his victories coming by way of knockout. Uh, he's, I think he's from either Alabama or Georgia. So he's a southern boy. And then you have Tyson Fury, who calls himself the kings, the king of the gypsies. Um, based out in England, uh, uh, they also call him a pikey, which is, I guess, a slang term for them. They're made up of all sorts of different people. Uh, I think primarily Irish and English, but you have some Welsh, I'm sorry, Irish and Welsh, my bad. And trust me, the, the people who listen to me from Ireland and England and wait. Wales, <laughs> dude, somebody said something about Wales yesterday and I just kind of smiled. I'm like, yeah, I wonder if my guy still, <laughs> I still shit on him. Uh, but I, I do like Wales. All right. I do acknowledge that it, it is a country right next to England. Okay. I'm not like, I'm not suspending reality, but anyway, um, they got some Scots in there, uh, or Scottish blood and whatnot, but if you've ever heard of King of the Travelers, I heard about this back in like the 90s. 
when I was still in like, I, I don't know if, it, I think it was outside of, I think I had just entered high school, which is like the last four years of education before you're 18 for anybody outside of the United States that doesn't know that. Um, I had learned about it back then. So this is back like mid, mid to late 90s. And King of the Travelers is primarily gypsies, but I think every once in a while they'll they'll have some other people in it. Um, but this is a bare knuckle boxing match, and you'll see it out. You can find it now very easily. But back in the day, it was pretty hard to get your hands on video of of these fights, and these were bare knuckle fighters. And I mean, it's like entire families. And it was almost I don't want to say it was WWF because I don't want to water it down. I don't want to diminish the importance of it, but. Um, I mean, these guys would call each other out and they'd have, I mean, this is like fucking Hatfield and McCoy type shit. This is real deal. Like having problems with one another. And what was so great is they'd settle it in a fist fight. It was wonderful. Like as brutal and as, as bad as people might think that it was, it wasn't. This is how men settle shit. And these are real motherfuckers out there. Tough sons of bitches out there fist fighting one another to settle disagreements and shit. And you wouldn't think it like if you watch snatch, that's an over dramatization of gypsies in the first place or pikeys or whatever you want to call them. Um, but there's some truth to it. These guys have money and I mean, lots of it, but they live the life of nomads, of gypsies, you know? And, uh, so anyway, that's where Tyson Fury comes from. Now, Tyson Fury, his dad was a bare knuckle boxer. His grandfather was a bare knuckle boxer and all of this. Uh, when Tyson Fury, I think he was born premature. Pre- he must have been born premature because he was only a pound, a little over a pound when he was born. And his and the doctors were essentially saying to abort him. And his dad was like, no, he's going to live. And sure as shit, he came out to become <laughs> the heavyweight champion in the world. Well, this is back when like Tyson Fury, or I'm sorry, Mike Tyson was boxing and his dad said, I'm going to name him after Tyson, Mike Tyson, because he's a fighter. And so hence the name Tyson Fury. And he grew up in that. And I think he started boxing at 13 and did really well. He's undefeated even in like, all right, so I'll get to it here in a sec. So he's undefeated and he comes up and he beats Vladimir Klitschko. Which was insane because Vladimir Klitschko, before Tyson Fury, arguably was the best heavyweight of all time. I know when I say this, people like are, that are boxing fans, dude, take out the indoctrination of Muhammad Ali was the best boxer of all time. Oh, this person was the best boxer of all time. No, 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 no. Like, you don't understand. When we're talking about now compared to back then, and I'm not saying that those guys were schmucks and, and not good at boxing. I'm not saying that. Or that they weren't great, or they didn't devise great, incredible plans. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, the rope a dope from uh, Muhammad Ali was great. That being said, did he face the same quality of fighters that we have today? I get slugfest, I get things like that. You're talking about the Klitschkos. And I get that they're boring, but look at what they accomplished. Look at their records. It's unbelievable, and nobody fucking knows their names. Unless you're a part of the boxing world, or you, you, you've watched, not a part, but you've paid attention to the boxing world, a lot of people don't know who the fuck the Klitschkos are. They only know Tyson Fury now because of the crazy shit that's been going on with him. Same with Deontay Wilder. Even, even uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Dana White had to admit, or, or pointed out, sorry, not that he had to admit anything, but that he pointed out, boxing was almost dead 
and it was it was going the way of the dodo there for a minute not way of the dodo but it was it was just not that popular most people don't know a lot of a lot of boxers they might fucking name i don't know triple g or or um i don't even know if they know who lamanchenko is you know uh, maybe they might say Oscar De La Hoya or certainly uh, Floyd Mayweather because of Conor McGregor, right? Or or Mayweather because of Mayweather. But outside of that, they don't know these fucking guys' names. So anyway, Tyson Fury comes along, always the underdog, always the underdog. He has got such a unique way of fighting. I mean, it's his, it's incredible. He is the best boxer for certain. And so when he matched up against... Now, okay, so he beats uh, Vladimir Klitschko, wins the championship, he's done, basically. Well, he's just... He's just reached the highest level that he thinks he can reach. And he goes on a... On a... On a... Uh, basically a bender. Oh, can I get over... I can't get over it. Goes on a bender. I think it was in Vegas. It started in Vegas or whatever, and it ended up... He ballooned up to 300 and some odd pounds. He was basically done. He was fat and he, and he was contemplating suicide. He's been very open about mental illness, which is a real thing. Um, and you know, it's something that people need to work on. I think that there's different measures to it. And, and, uh, unfortunately a lot of psychologists and scientists, which is what psychology is science, um, have come up with some pretty shitty ways. And I think a, a, a large part has to do with the pharmaceutical industry and things of that nature that really fucked people up. Um, and the fact that we really don't have, I'm not saying to go back to the 1950s with psych wards and crazy shit like that. However, maybe there was something to at least having facilities, um, to a certain degree, not certainly not as severe as it used to be that were there in order to help fucking house people and, and, and figure shit out. You know what I mean? But I think charity could, could help that out. But anyway, um, and I, I mean not taxation in order to fucking have the state come in and fucking do shit because they always fuck everything up. So anyway, um, Tyson Fury was thinking about killing himself and he didn't. And he turned around, he thought about his kids and, uh, and he came back and he basically came back from the grave and he lost a whole bunch of weight and came back to fight Deontay Wilder, who was undefeated, the Browns bomber, he was the champion, yada, yada, yada. And I think there was something set up where uh, Deontay was going to fight, I can't remember the exact way it went, but I want to say he was going to fight Anthony Joshua, uh, who was also undefeated at that time, I think. Um, but anyway, uh, it, it turns out that Deontay Wilder, who was the most menacing, hardest punch, yada, 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 uh, he, dude, he wasn't the best boxer. Let's just point that out. He was a, he, he had a hell of a punch that saved him in a lot of fights. He's getting out, but I mean, it's not to say that he was a terrible boxer. He just wasn't known for boxing. Um, he was a, he was a hard puncher and he ended a lot of fights that he was losing by knocking him out in the ninth, 10th, 11th round, whatever it may be. And then comes Tyson Fury in the first match. And everybody's thinking, oh, Deontay Wilder's going to knock him out. Once he touches him with that big hand. And, they, and the saying was is that all other boxers have to be perfect 100% of the time. Tyson, or I'm sorry, Deontay Wilder only has to be perfect for one punch. That's how the saying would go. And I might be paraphrasing that. Maybe it was perfect for three seconds or some dumb shit like that. But essentially saying 
Deontay Wilder could get his ass kicked the majority of the, the match and then at the last second hit you and knock you out, and that was how it went. And it did for a lot of matches. There's a lot of guys that outboxed him, and then all of a sudden he caught him with that one punch, knocked him fucking clean out in the next week, and he won the match, right? Because that's how it goes. And then here comes Tyson Fury, and that was the question. You know, okay, he might outbox him, but he's going to get hit and he's going to be knocked out. And as it went, he was winning the first match. He was winning um, all the way into, I want to say, the 11th round. I mean, outclassed, outboxed, and then Deontay Wilder cracked him and put him on his ass. And he got up. And the way that he got up, it shocked Deontay Wilder because Tyson was putting it on him. Outboxing him, but fucking hitting him with hard shots. And outboxing him. And, and fucking kicking his ass. And when he got cracked, Deontay thought, there it is. That's what always happens. I knocked him out. He's not going to get back up. And then everybody says it's like The Undertaker. He rose up and that was and, and got back to his feet. And then you have the people that come in and go, oh, it was a long count. It was a long 10 count. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, <laughs> go back and watch it. Go back and watch this referee. Now, um, Tyson Fury got back up. And the look on Deontay Wilder's face was like, what do I got to do to keep this fucking guy down? I can't believe I just I just won, but I didn't win, you know? And then uh, Tyson Fury won the last round, the 12th round, and, and fucking put it on him. And he figured something out. I don't need to just outbox him. I need to fucking put my weight on him. And so, uh, Deontay Wilder just lost, and I think it's in the title. I'm sorry, not the title. I think it's in the, uh, the um, fuck, what's it called? The contract that the champion gets to challenge the new champion right away in a rematch. And so they did. And, um, this next time, you know, Deontay Wilder's talking, I'm going to kick his ass. I, you know, it was a fluke or whatever. Cause it ended in a draw. I'm sorry. My bad. Now Tyson Fury did win the last round, but it ended in a draw and that's bullshit because everybody knows that Tyson Fury won that fight. That is one fight that you can look back on and go, it shouldn't be considered a draw. Tyson Fury outworked him. He got knocked and cracked and put on his ass in the 11th round, but he got up and he won the last round. He won the fight, but they say, you know, this is this is kind of the cheating shit of boxing. They say that uh, it was a draw. It wasn't. Tyson Fury won. Whatever. So he and, and I'm sorry. He didn't take away. I fucked all that up. He didn't take away the the belt. Uh, he's he wasn't the new champion. It was a draw. So they were gonna work on the rematch. That's how it went. My bad. And so here comes the second fight, and Tyson absolutely beats the shit out of him. Tyson Fury knocks him down twice and was beating his ass so bad that his corner threw in the towel. And that's how the second fight went. And Tyson Fury won the championship. And that's where the contract came into play, where uh, I believe it's that the, the former champion gets to challenge the, the new champion. And what they were going to do, Tyson Fury, I guess, had the intention of wanting to fight Anthony Joshua. It was two, the two, because there's all sorts of belts in, in, and he wanted to unify all the championship belts. Tyson Fury did. And I'm sure Joshua did too. Uh, so they were trying to work it out where they could fight. Um, and then it ended up, uh, uh, Deontay Wilder took him to court and ended up getting the, the third match. But Deontay Wilder blamed everything. 
he blamed for losing that second fight. He blamed wearing his costume that it was 40 pounds and it tired his legs out. He blamed his corner for being involved in cheating and, and throwing in the towel. I think he blamed the referee. He blamed, uh, there was a weird, dumb controversy of, of, uh, Tyson Fury's gloves and he had his fists balled up in the wrists of it because it bent weird and, and it was filled with horse hair or some crazy stupid shit. So he's blaming everything other than the fact that Tyson Fury was a better fighter and he came in and De- Deontay Wilder was trying to say, you have pillows for hands and you, you don't hit hard and this, that, and the other. Tyson came in and kicked his ass, beat the shit out of him, knocked him down with punches Made his ear, his head bleed and all sorts of other crazy shit. So, you know, he makes this great big deal and everybody points it out. You're just bullshitting. Get in there, fight it, solve it. And so, here comes the third the third one. Deontay Wild comes, Wilder comes in heavy. Now, and bulked up. I shouldn't just say heavy. He came in bulked up. Tyson Fury comes in. I think the heaviest he had ever fought which was at 277. And I think Deontay Wilder was like 236 or 246 or something. And they put on a fucking hell of a show. Both of them. Like, Deontay Wilder has got heart. Within the first few rounds, uh, Tyson drops Fury, or I'm sorry, Tyson drops Wilder um, and he goes to the map. And he gets back up and they go at it again. And a few rounds later, Wilder cracks Tyson and puts him down over by the ropes and the ref counted. And I thought it was slow. I thought it was a slow count and he gets back up. And then a few in the same round, I think, what was it? I can't remember what round third or fourth round or some shit. Um, Wilder drops him again and it's a slow count again. And you hear, uh, I can't, I can't remember the, the name Andre Ward. I think it was. Uh, who was one of the commentators, and he's sitting there running his mouth about how slow it was. Oh, that was extremely slow. I don't know what's going on with that, this, that, and the other. Okay. So anyway, Tyson Fury gets back up. And uh, and then they continue on, and it's the end of the round, and the round kind of saves them, I guess, if, if you want to say that. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was, okay, he got rocked, sure, but so did Deontay Wilder. He got rocked. All right, now they're both back up, and they're ready to go. And then um, Tyson Fury drops him again a couple rounds later, uh, about four rounds, four or five rounds later. Um, Tyson drops Wilder, and uh, it was pretty pretty rough. Um, And then he gets back up. And you can see throughout, Tyson is outboxing him for certain. I, I remember hearing somebody saying that they were even on the scorecards. It's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Now, they were dropping bombs. Tyson wasn't stepping out of all of the fight, all of the punches. They were dropping bombs on one another. Um, but it was clear after, you know, the first, I don't know. It was clear that Tyson was winning. And uh, it's certainly outboxing him. Because he was hitting him with at least double the amount of fucking punches that Wilder was hitting him with. But they were dropping bombs on one another. I mean, it was it was one that I didn't give a shit about the scorecards. It was great. They were trading back and forth. Um, hard hits too, man. I mean, fucking incredibly hard hits. Uh, both men got a lot of heart. And then came the 11th round. And uh, Tyson Fury knocked him out. Knocked him clean out. 
And uh, it, I don't think it's something that they should necessarily look at and go, oh, that you, you're, you're washed up or anything like that. For sure not to do that. But um, it was a good fight. And Tyson Fury's just the better fighter. I mean, there's, he's knocked out a lot of guys. Fucking the Klitschko's, all sorts of people. So um, at the end of it all, you know, they, they're supposed to come together and shit. And uh, Tyson Fury went over and uh, went to, you know, I don't know, give him a hug or whatever. And Deontay Wilder was like, no, I don't want, I don't give you any respect, yada, yada, yada. So yeah, he's a sore loser. Okay. Is it the first time that's ever happened? Absolutely not. There's been plenty of boxers. Don't think that that's the only time that it's ever happened. There's been plenty of boxers who haven't shook hands and shit like that. Um, and you shouldn't expect it to. You should be more surprised that they do hug it out. Because you got these two guys that are fighting each other. It's a huge buildup. It's what boxing does. They say all sorts of crazy fucked up shit to one another about how they're going to eat their children and all sorts of other shit. So don't be surprised when they don't do that. I am not really all that mad at, at Deontay. I'm not... I mean, I don't get to be mad because I wasn't a part of it, but I don't look down on him. I didn't really lose any respect because he didn't shake hands. It's like, these are fighters. They are fighting one another. You don't, don't expect them to be friends. They're fighters. Okay. When they don't shake hands, okay, that makes sense. They just got done beating the shit out of one another. And one of them lost sore loser, I guess. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, it's like understandable. You just lost your fucking heart's broken. You know, you lost to this guy who's now your advers- your ultimate adversary, your arch nemesis. And uh, I don't expect you to fucking... And I don't want you to fake it to me either. All right? You know, I'd, I'd, I lost respect when he came up with all sorts of excuses of why he lost and didn't give the, give, didn't give the, the mm-hmm. uh, fight to uh, Tyson. But other than that, it's like, I don't fucking... I don't give... I don't... I don't blame you, dude, for going, yeah, fuck you. I'm not shaking your fucking hand, you douche. You know? That makes sense. That being said, um, oh, man, this is taking forever. Sorry, I had to click on something, and this shit is taking forever. I guess it's not going to work out. That's my stomach. If you can hear that grumbling, that's my stomach. Um, But the thing that came out of all of this, and this is the this is the people who don't like Tyson Fury or or really liked Wilder, that the controversy, and it's why I spent a second on it and admitted something, and that is that the referee, uh, the the new theory or whatever you want to call it, is that the referee took longer to count for Tyson Fury on the two times that he was knocked down in the same round. And my initial thought was, okay, well, what? how did he count for Wilder when he got knocked down? Because he got knocked down twice. And after going back and looking it through, and, and thankfully, you know, there's people on YouTube that do that. Um, it was exactly what I thought, which is that he counted the same exact way. Each referee is different. Each referee counts at a certain pace. And it was the same exact time, timing and, and pace. I'm sorry, pace for counting from the referee for every single time that somebody was knocked down. It was a slow 10 count. And what the referee does is it's not just a one, two, three, four, five. You know what I mean? It's not that fast. He's looking at the, at the, uh, boxer to see if he's in his right mind or not. If he's stumbling, he's checking that over and he's giving them a a long 10 count. But even then I watched this one guy that broke it down and it was, it, it was the exact like same timing it took. So his 10 count took 12 seconds, basically. 
is what I'm saying for both, for both the fighters and each time that they were knocked down, the 10 count took 12. You can go and look it up on YouTube, see for yourself. The referee had, it was not different. He wasn't counting fast for Wilder and slow for Tyson. It was the same exact. There is absolutely 100% no controversy in that at all. Andre Ward is just, he, he liked Wilder. He didn't like Tyson is what it was. So he does. And, and he should know that too. He's, he was a boxer. He's had plenty of times that he's got knocked down and he got back up and, and fucking the 10 count was slow or whatever it was, or, or a different pace than other referees. So there's no controversy there. Tyson, uh, is the greatest boxer of all time. And in another point that I was trying, I was going to make about boxers and, and, and what they're facing now is the, um, one, the amount of boxers back then. Two, what what advancements there has been in preparation for fighters from back then to now and what people are facing. The speed, that the, the, the training that people go through, the betterment of boxers now as compared to back then. It's undeniable. I'm not saying that those guys couldn't have, have, have lived in this time or at this time uh, you know, been born at the same time as other boxers now and, and gone through it and whatever and done well. I'm just saying that there is a, there is a difference and all athletes should be able to acknowledge that. It's not to say that they're just not, they're automatically better. It's this, the preparation, the training has changed so dramatically, um, from back then to now. I mean, you've got faster hockey that's played now than it used to be. You know, a different style that's being implemented that makes it faster. And certainly different rules and things of that nature. So, you know, people getting away with a lot more than back then that they did now. So, I mean, you could factor that in as well. In my opinion, and it's it's backed by a lot, Tyson Fury is the best boxer of all time. Now, you might think I'm crazy and I'm wrong. Okay, fucking A, dude. We probably disagree on plenty of things. It's just how I feel. I I like uh, a lot of boxers from the past, you know. I'd like to have seen them be able to. But uh, then again, in saying that this person or this person is the greatest of all time, we'll never know. Unfortunately, we can't fucking reverse and, and, you know, implement this person here and there and inject them over here. Just can't do it. So my opinion is really worth shit because we'll, we'll never know. It's just my opinion. But it was, I, I will say, I believe that that may have been one of the, the one, one of, if not the greatest boxing match I've ever seen. It was great. And I guess my guy won, you know, so maybe that's why I feel the way that I do. But I think most people should be able to look at that and go, that's one of the best of, of all time. I mean, it was a slugfest. Neither guy should really go and it. And Dante's going to go, or Deontay's going to go away, not happy with the results for certain, but that was a hell of a performance on his side too. So, you know. Uh, uh, hats off to both gentlemen. And this was, a, a like I said, a nice light episode. Until next time, be accountable, be responsible, don't be liberal.